Hello there, my name is Jeff, and welcome to episode 63 of the Game Sharks podcast, where we talk about our favorite thing in the world, motherfucking beef jerky. (laughs) This is Jeffy jerky right here. I made my own beef jerky, and guess what? It's fucking delicious. Surprise is edible. What did you uh, season it with? So, cheese. These nuts. Worcestershire sauce. Yeah, I. There you go. Every, yep. Everyone pronounced that. I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> Andrew, Worcestershire sauce. It doesn't make sense. Okay, that. Um, we have um, soy sauce, teriyaki sauce, garlic powder, onion powder, smoked paprika, and it's fucking good. Um, I'll save you a piece, Derek. Yeah, I'll, I'll save you a piece so you can of, compare. Of the, the Garrett Gerthy jerky. You know what also is really, really good if you've never had it? Shark jerky. Huh. Really? Yeah. I feel like as a as a The Game Sharks podcast, we need to try that. I think I, kind of I had Mako shark jerky. Never would have thought yeah. of that. Huh. Yeah. Oh, they make jerky out of like everything. Anyways, making jerky is super easy. So I'm going to start doing it a lot and maybe try different recipes and whatnot but i like this one a lot that's my first batch i think it got deer jerky that was pretty good hmm. yeah so and video games <laughs> joining me this week is tcon hello derek hello andrew hey and a dear dear friend of mine one of my best friends in the world unfortunately lives in texas uh my buddy tcon's buddy from high school Willis, his name is Ryan. We call him Willis. What Willis, up? thank you for joining us here on the Game Sharks podcast this week. Thank you for having me. Uh, we have Willis here for a very special, specific reason. <laughs> he is a big fan of Final Fantasy fourteen. Actually, Willis and, and I, like our original bonding was through JRPGs growing up. Classic. Uh, so Final Fantasy is like a be- very special bond between the two of us. And Legend of the Dragoon. That's... <laughs> That's the fucking video game, let me tell you. Um, Best RPG ever. It's pretty good. But we brought Willis on because for the last, I don't know, how many years? Five or so years at this point? Eh, Four or three. Three, I'd say best. He's been heckling the shit out of me to get me to play Final Fantasy XIV. And I've I've always said, maybe one day. So today, Willis is going to attempt to convince us all to join him and play Final Fantasy XIV. Yes, good, good. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to this. Um, I've never been necessarily opposed. I've just never bit the bullet. So we'll see how that conversation goes later on. Uh, and I just want to clarify that Kind of Funny has hacked uh, either our Discord or our, our Google Docs. They keep stealing our ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Their most recent episode was about it's about Final Fantasy fourteen, And I'm just like, what the fuck? It um, happens all the know, time. They're listening. Yeah, they're stealing our ideas. So... Every, Fuck off, Greg Miller. <laughs> yeah, every so often their their upload episode will upload on Tuesday or Wednesday, and it'll be the exact topic that we are talking about. You yeah. know, the next day, and I'm like, like what the fuck? Yeah, it's really annoying how it keeps happening. Anyways, we're gonna start off this episode with an email. This email is from my brother, friend of the show, Matt Ferrara, host I'm- of the What Did We Miss podcast. He says, greetings, Sharkaholics. 
I enjoyed listening to your latest episode about the best and worst video game stores, but I must say that I believe there was a glaring omission amidst the games that you mentioned. That's right. I'm talking about Tetris, motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) I hear what you're saying, but Matt, Tetris doesn't have a story. To that I say, you fools! You simpering idiots! You're not thinking in geometrically. In Tetris... Two-dimensional shapes descend from the top of the playing field. It is your job to align the different shapes, the differently shaped pieces to create a straight line, at which point the line disappears. You have no control over which shape appears next. The more lines you clear, the faster they drop from above. Chaos ensues, and you wonder what all of this means. If you don't clear the lines fast enough, your screen fills up and you get a game over. You try again. You lose again. Maybe you beat your high score. Maybe you're playing Tetris 99, where you compete against 99 other online players and get first place. Or maybe you come in 78th place, and then you try again, and again. And then you put down, you put the game down and go outside. Or maybe you're a year into a pandemic, and you're curled into a fetal position on the couch and can't bring yourself to do anything. You start to question your existence. Blocks start to fall from the sky. Or are you still playing the game? And then you die. Tetris' life, a story for our time, the greatest story of all. Cheers, Matt. <laughs> that was the most Matt email Matt I've thing. ever heard in my yeah. life. <laughs> it fits so well. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, he was texting me about it when he finally listened to last week's episode. And he was just like, how did you forget about Tetris? And we just kept going back and forth and just, like <laughs> assembled this metaphor for life. It was pretty incredible. So... Uh, I'm sorry, Matt, that we happen to forget about Tetris being the greatest story in all of video games. The greatest story of all time. So, thank you for reminding us of that. We really we appreciate it. <sighs> Alright, let's do some news. We didn't have a ton of news this week, so hopefully we get through this relatively quickly. But we'll see. There's some a couple interesting, fun things in here. Uh, we're going to start off with... Actually, Willis brought this to my attention before any of you did. Willis messaged me all the times. All the times. Uh, all the time about usually relating to either JRPGs, uh, Final Fantasy XIV specifically, or <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima. So this article, Ghost of Tsushima developers have officially become ambassadors of the real-life Tsushima city. So uh, we were talking about, uh, it was a couple of months ago now, after Tsushima was hit with a, was it hit by a tsunami? Mm-hmm. Um, and like parts of it were destroyed. Um the developers of the game started donating money to help like rebuild the island. So in response, the island has officially made the developers ambassadors of the island, which is really cool. It's just so fun to see like the relationship between these game developers and uh, this company or the game developers and the, the island itself grow and just be like, they're so happy that uh, for like what each is doing for the other. It's great. It's nice and heartwarming to see stuff like this happen in the world of video games. Yeah, right. For just an odd game to make such an impact in the real world, it's it's really nice to see. Yeah, absolutely. And we all here absolutely loved it. I think, was it our number three game of the year uh, last year? I don't remember. Holy, Why did I already forget? I mean, did you even order them outside of Final Fantasy? Yeah, I had an order. Yeah, right. Didn't you say, I think I think it was number three. Yeah, hang on. I have to find my game of the year calculator because now I, I I can't move on until I figure it out. Um, game of the year calculator. Um, 
No, it was our number five. Number five. Yeah, Final Fantasy VII Remake, oh. Hades, Spider-Man, Ori, Ghost. Uh, we all really loved it, though, regardless. It made our top five. Um, very, very good game. So that's really cool to see. Uh, all right. Let's talk about Microsoft. Um, so several months ago, we heard that they were going to acquire ZeniMax, who obviously is the parent company of Bethesda. So that has officially happened as of yesterday, I think mm-hmm. was like the official. Um, yeah, I think that's when it got like finally approved by like the correct. Yeah, it had to be approved agency. by a bunch of different people. Uh, $7.5 billion. Uh, so yeah, that has officially happened. And then to celebrate today, there was a Bethesda roundtable where they kind of went over what the future of Bethesda is going to be as part of Xbox. One of the things that happened was they as of tomorrow are going to be adding 20 games to Xbox game pass. Are you fucking ready for this list? Oh <laughs> yes. Dishonored, dishonored Two, doom, doom, two, doom, 64, doom, three, doom, eternal fallout, new Vegas, fallout, four, fallout, 76, pray rage Two, elder scrolls, three Morrowind elder scrolls, four oblivion elder scrolls, five Skyrim elder scrolls online, the evil within Wolfenstein, the new order Wolfenstein, the old blood and Wolfenstein, the young blood. That is a fucking incredible list of video games. <laughs> yeah. So, like, oh, man. Yeah, I'm super excited about this. I've never played Oblivion or Morrowind, which people really love. Same. Um, I've always wanted to try Elder Scrolls Online. Never bit the bullet, but now that that's free, that's cool. Never played the Wolfenstein games. So- Adam, Adam's been going off about how much he loves Dishonored, so now I can just play those cause from Game Pass. Question, question about... Um- Elder Scrolls Online. It has a, like a monthly subscription, like WoW does and stuff. Is that free now too, or I don't, know or at if least they it did said that. I I think it's just a base game free, like you because you had to buy the game and then you pay. I think I what know. I read was that like the console version works differently than the normal version of Elder Scrolls Online, mm-hmm. and so there there isn't a subscription, but like. I think th- there's like more microtransactions in the game. I because because I, I played it for a bit on PC. Um, it's just mm-hmm. I didn't play too much because I didn't have anybody to play with. Yeah, uh, I think you and I had talked about it in the past, and you I, I think heard, so. yeah, you, you said you had tried it, and I just never joined you. Um, you had a strict no MMO policy that I, I couldn't I break, do. so. Um, so in this round table, we also got a kind of big, little bit of a discussion from Phil Spencer himself, the head of Xbox. Um, basically, I'll just read the quote. He said, obviously I can't sit here and say every Bethesda game is exclusive in regards to Xbox, because we know that's just not true. There's contractual obligations that we're going to see through and, and we always do it every, everyone in And we always do in every one of these instances. We have games that exist on other platforms and we're going to go support those games on those platforms they're on. There's communities of players and we love those communities and we'll continue to invest in them. And even in the future, there may be things that uh, have contractual things or legacy on different platforms that we'll go do. But if you're an Xbox customer, the thing I want you to know is that this is about delivering great exclusive games for you that ship on platforms where Xbox Game Pass exists. That's our goal. That's why we're doing this. 
That's the root of the partnership that we're building and the creative capability we'll be able to bring to the market for Xbox customers is going to be the best it's ever been for Xbox after we're done here. Um, so the biggest thing here is he says, I want you to know uh, that this is about delivering great exclusive games for you that ship on platforms where Game Pass exists. So it it's really kind of pointing towards a lot, almost all of uh, future Bethesda games are going to be exclusively on Xbox and PC. That's kind of what I'm getting from this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. Because, <laughs> I don't know, I feel like I hear a lot of PlayStation fanboys being like, oh, there's no way they'll do that. Our Our user base is too big. But I, it's like looking at it objectively, it's, I can't see a world where they wouldn't want to do that because there's such like big games like they have Fallout, they have uh, Elder Scrolls, and I don't know, whatever the next Doom game is, whatever the next Wolfenstein game is. Like, yeah. If there are so many people that love those series enough to, one, they either already have a PC, a lot of people uh, are console and PC gamers these days, or they will buy uh an xbox even though if it's just like the s and get game pass to play those games like we i bet our friend nick would buy an xbox series s to play elder scroll 6 and starfield or or would he build a pc right nick, like he, i feel he, like yeah he would never build a pc but there no. are people him specifically right. but there th- are people out there that would do that i think a lot a lot of people who were like that oh they'll never deny those markets kind of opinion always kind of forgot that like they're there's a large percentage of that like PlayStation market that probably also owns a PC capable of of running these running these games and I like if I didn't own an Xbox I would still I'd be excited as fuck cuz like those are coming to Game Pass on PC which meaning like you know I can play those for free because I own a computer uh I feel like especially with XCloud like if you own uh, like, so what if I own a PlayStation? If I I have a phone, and if I have XCloud on my phone, then I can play every Xbox game without owning an Xbox. And that's that's where people like that's you're still gonna get those players because they can soon, hopefully, even if you have an iPhone, you'll be able to have your XCloud app. You'll be able to hook up your PS5 controller, and you'll be able to play the brand new Xbox exclusives on your phone without even buying a console. And that's that's why they're doing that's definitely why they're doing this. Like they're going to get those customers no matter what because of how easy Game Pass is to use. Yeah, I I think you're spot on. People are forgetting like there are more ways than just an Xbox to play Xbox games now. Yeah. Um and people who and like these games are such big names that people who are just PlayStation owners who are fans of these franchises will go out of their way to to find other ways to play these games and xbox gets the money in the end uh so yeah i'm i'm personally fully on board uh with the idea that xbox and all bethesda games obviously they have the obligations for death loop and there's one other one i think that was coming out in the near future ghostwire tokyo yeah then mm. those are already oh. committed to being on playstation but going forward after that i like and i think I was one of my predictions that it's going to be Starfield is going to be like revealed, fully revealed this year, and it's going to be an Xbox exclusive. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I I firmly believe that that is going to be the case, and I'm I'm super excited about it. There, th- his wording makes me think that there's maybe one or one or two like contracts still out there, maybe with PlayStation. Uh, like we know of Deathloop and Ghostwire, but may- like there could be maybe one more. But after that, like after this year, maybe early 2022, everything's going to be exclusive. Mm. I'm excited. Um. Okay, Willis, you don't own an Xbox or a gaming PC, correct? Not currently, no. I just got the PS5 a while back ago, but I've looked into PCs several times. I just haven't had the money, especially right now with house hunting. <laughs> I don't yeah. have the the cash for that at the moment, but I do plan to build one in the future. So I guess you're you're a, an example we could use, or you're someone we could ask this. Uh, would you seek other like? Are you a fan of the Elder Scrolls series or the Fallout series? Oh yeah, I've played several of those games, and it definitely opens up a possibility of either, like I said, buying an Xbox for those games if they are on Game Pass. That's a wide library with plenty of games to check out. Mm, okay, it's so that's something you would you would consider in the future if these games were exclusive. Yeah, definitely. If they were exclusive only to those, either PC or Xbox, it'd definitely be something I look into. Just even go back and play the old games. Yeah, and you're—I would classify you as a PlayStation fanboy too. So if they could get someone like you to buy an Xbox because of like this move, then I don't see a world where they don't do it. You know? Yeah. I said I just grew—I grew up on PlayStation. My first uh, intro to the Xbox really was with you guys playing Halo. Y'all got me to buy the <laughs> the 360. Yeah, <laughs> oh, the good old days. Uh, all right, cool. Let's talk about this one is going to be real brief. Square Enix is basically doing a Square Enix Direct. They're having a presentation yeah. uh, next week, which is kind of cool. Let's see. They they announced that they're showing the next Life is Strange game. Uh, new stuff from Outriders. New stuff from Balan Wonderworld, which I heard is terrible. Yeah. I don't know if you guys yeah. have heard stuff about that. I heard it's like one of the worst games ever. Really? I was, gonna, I was considering was getting the demo, but then after hearing that it was so bad, I was like, I'm not even going to bother. It's called yeah. Balan Wonderworld. It's like a 3D platformer, almost like a collectathon, but apparently like eight of the buttons or like seven or eight of the buttons on the controller are our jump button. <laughs> There's just like <laughs> no variety to what you do in the game. Yeah, apparently it's atrocious. So I'm very curious to see how they take the feedback of that demo. Um, they're talking more about the 25th anniversary of Tomb Raider, updates for Avengers. Uh, has the Hawkeye stuff come out yet for that? I don't think so. So probably Hawkeye stuff and maybe who the next character is after that. Uh, Just Cause for mobile. I didn't even know they were doing that. New mobile game announcements from the award-winning Square Enix Montreal studio. And a look at a few of the whimsical games from Square Enix sister company, Taito. Uh, and you could bet your bottom dollar that there's going to be like a, Oh, and one more thing. Oh, and like, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw like a tease of something else. Interesting. I don't know. Dragon Quest, Final Fantasy. You don't think we're going to get anything? No, Hmm. no. I think, uh, that we're just going to get what they, what they, uh, have listed here. Interesting. I feel like they're not the kind of, uh, it's true. Uh, yeah, this is happening a week from today, 10 a.m., uh, actually 1 p.m. for us, but, uh, so yeah, we'll talk more about that next week as we, as we learn about what actually happens. 
okay. So the original director of of Final Fantasy, uh Hironobu Sakaguchi is producing and writing the story for a new game. I don't know if you guys have seen this. I put a link in the doc. It's called Fantasian. And uh, I want you guys... There's a story trailer. I want you guys to like watch that if you haven't yet. You can skip a little bit ahead. Um, <clears throat> first off, I'm really bummed... Oh, no, not the story trailer. That's not what I want. Um... Hang on. I will find uh, the trailer I want you guys to watch for this. Um, I'm really upset because it's just coming to phone, which is, like, super lame. I, like, I don't know. I hate that a lot of interesting games that I want to play are only coming to phone now. Like the, um, what was it? The Final Fantasy VII uh, Battle, Royale. Yeah. Battle Royale. Ever Crisis. Ever Crisis. The yeah, first soldier. I, yeah, I yeah. want those games on not just phones, but um, I probably won't play them now. Anyway, so this is the guy. This is from the guy who made the original Final Fantasy, and it's fucking insane. So you know how in like Final Fantasy VII, it's all pre-rendered backgrounds that are hand-drawn, hand-painted, and then they animate the sprites over that. So that's what this game is. But instead of hand-drawn locations, they are massive. 3d sculptures made in real life that they digitally scanned and put into the game and they look so fucking cool oh yeah i'm looking at the images right now they're it looks really nice Whoa. yeah it's it's such an insane concept that i don't think has ever been done before but they're just super high-res scannings of real life things that they're obviously animating certain parts like in final fantasy 7 you could tell what things weren't part of the painted background if there's like a lever that cloud had to pull you would like like that sticks out like a sore thumb um so kind of like what, in in old cartoons where you exactly, would have the like one animated Barbera. frame yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um so i don't know i just thought the visual style on this is spectacular yeah, it looks super cool um the even worse than just coming to phone this is an apple arcade exclusive so i have uh, i have no, like if this was slap in the face yeah if this was just on like mobile flat out i would have absolutely played it but because it's apple arcade only i don't have a way of playing it um and it kind of really bums me out i just have to sit here and hope that eventually it will come to something else um yeah. but yeah it's just such a unique cool looking thing and coming from the mind of the original final fantasy um it's a. Uh, I'm bummed that I'm not going to be able to play it. But Even yeah. the combat system looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's unique. It has this thing where like you can store random encounters. If you don't want to fight something, you can just like store it away and then yeah. go fight however fight many at once. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's it definitely seems interesting and unique. Uh, so hopefully one day that comes to it, something yeah, that's not it, Apple Arcade. It has to because it, it's not going to do well on the Apple Arcade shit. I don't imagine so. Um, Hopefully, so yeah. it's a timed exclusive thing. Anyone listening, I highly recommend you go look at the gameplay overview for Fantasian uh, and just look at how cool these like overworld models are. Um, very fun stuff. Yeah, it's kind. Of, I mean, obviously, this isn't like directly affiliated with Square, but it it's really weird how developers can think to put a game exclusively on mobile not just on mobile like you said but on 
one brand of mobile phone. Yeah, it's money. <laughs> yeah, they but probably they got wanted paid more... a shit ton by Apple to do oh, it. By Apple, yeah. But I was yeah. gonna say, if you wanted to sell more copies, then why wouldn't you open it up to like this would easily run on Switch? You know? Yeah, it's, well, it's I, because it, Apple probably paid them. I yeah. feel like it's gotta hopefully. I feel like with all those platforms that like come up and then do this, like eventually the the contract or, or whatever will expire and and we'll find maybe it might be like three years from now but one day i hope to play this yeah video game. one day this game i mean your other option is buy an iphone or an do they hard no make, or an ipad <laughs> I, well, I, I don't know i don't have a need for an ipad right can you can you access <laughs> apple arcade on mac i don't think so never no. again yeah i don't know uh anyways Let's talk about our last story here. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Did you I guys saw something fucking... about this today? Did you... uh, so there's a there's a link to the trailer in the Google Doc. I highly recommend you watch it. It is old school like 80s cartoon turtles. The yes. trailer plays the original theme song from the cartoon. It's got the same original logo. Uh and it's just like it's a new side-scrolling beat-em-up uh it's like that weird 2.5d similar to scott pilgrim was uh it's basically like a sequel to turtles in time which is a good video game or a reader's revenge yeah uh so i don't know this looks super cool i think this will probably remember when we all went to go play the Scott Pilgrim game, and we were really disappointed in <laughs> this it. This could be the replacement for that. I, yeah. yeah, I think this could be the game. Like this could has potential to be really good. Told you we uh, should have played Castle Crashers. So I'm super excited <laughs> about this. Uh, but I feel like right now we gotta we gotta fucking duke this out and figure out who plays as what turtle. Dibs on uh, Donnie. Okay, I th- I think I could see that. I do love Donatello, but I feel like I would be happy with anyone but Raphael. I really like Leo. I like right. swords. I can be Raphael then, because I I really don't care. Okay, I'll be Mikey. <laughs> He's a party dude. He likes pizza. Ma- turtle after my own heart. That might have been the <laughs> easiest discussion for characters I've ever seen. <laughs> right? I thought that was going to be a lot harder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. All right. Well, yeah, we're gonna play this when it comes out, and I'm fucking pumped. Uh, does it does it have a release date? No, there's no release date or any, of any kind. The trailer, however, did say uh, in text at the bottom that it's alpha gameplay footage. Okay. So my guess is early next year. Does, yeah, end of this year earliest. Does the original the exist anywhere on like modern Turtles in Time? Well, yeah. Turtles in Time isn't the original. Um, there well, was like yeah, a, whatever the popular yeah. arcade ones. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't there know. was a few, there's a few of them, right? Because I've never played Turtles in Time, but I played the NES one. Yeah, there was just a, an NES game called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I had. Yeah, that. I definitely played that one. Um, and then I, I, I want to say there might have been a second one on NES. What was in Time on? SNES. There was a, a maybe one... I played that one. There's one remember. for NES called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two. Uh, it just says arcade on it. Yeah, I had yeah, that one too. The arcade game. They were originally are just arcade games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had both. They of are those. arcade games, and um, I played the GameCube ones. 
and then uh then there was turtles in time is uh that's the fourth one so what's the third one oh yeah that's right it is four I've seen I've seen some people call this the Sonic Mania of the of the Turtles games. I like that, which I think Ooh. is a good comparison because, like, yeah. if this okay. is done well, maybe we could see an entire future of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles beat 'em ups kind of come back sweet. into the the yeah. limelight. I was talking to you, Andrew. I fucking love the Ninja Turtles. Like growing up, I I was always a huge fan. I remember finding uh, one of my brother's old like the original comics where. It was yeah. all black and white. They all looked the same. They all had the same headband. The only distinguishing factor was the their weapons. Um, yeah. And ever since I discovered that, and like I think he had like Ninja Turtle action figures, and he watched the cartoon when he was younger. So I don't know. I just like grew up just knowing what the Ninja Turtles were, and I always loved them. Yeah, I wouldn't really consider myself a fan per se, but I like it's weird because I often forget how big they actually are because like i feel like i almost hear nothing about them but then i remember on just how popular they were in the 90s and 2000s right where it's like there are like the amount of video games i have actually played of the ninja turtles and like the movies and the cartoons and whatever have you seen um like the newest show no uh Oh god. So every time they redo the Ninja Turtles, they change the way they look more and more. And this newest one, I don't know, man. I I greatly I remember I dislike it. I remember hating the way the Michael Bay iteration looked. Michael the live Bay live action one. Yeah. Uh, there was there was two, right? Holy wait, uh, hell, that's awful. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Raphael's giant, Donatello's tall and got these weird goggles the video is like tiny oh yeah because they because like i mean so many cartoons nowadays are changing characters visual designs to match their personalities like knuckles from sonic boom <laughs> that was immediately what i thought of when i saw <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i did not see that what was that another yeah, show I, yeah. yeah you know how yeah. in sonic the hedgehog knuckles oh. is the same size as everybody yeah. in sonic boom he's like bigger than them you know, he's stockier. He stands about a foot taller. I yeah. entirely... Sorry, the one I just sent you isn't real. I entirely... Uh, oh. When you said Michael Billy Bayfin, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I entirely wiped this from my brain. <laughs> we don't talk about them. I, like, I didn't see this movie, and I just... I didn't remember that it existed. Yeah. Wow, this looks bad. Yeah. It sucks... It sucked for me at the time because one of my friends is the biggest Ninja Turtles fan that I know. And so she was really excited for the Michael Bay movies. And I remember not wanting to like to rain on her parade about it. But I, but I was just like, I hate this. I want to read the Ninja Turtle comics. Did you know there's a fifth turtle? Not the not the no. turquoise one from the yeah. movies. Yeah, her name's Jenica. She I uses like turquoise one. So there's the one from Venus. She was from like the the live action turtle movies back from was this the early like back early in the old 80s, day, like, like Secret of the Use. Yeah. Well, she uh, wasn't in that. She was in. Like, I think she's in the TV third series. one. Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, uh, I don't remember that. No, but was actually, Venus was actually in the original. Uh, they made a live action uh, TV series, and she appeared in that. She first, yeah, she so first they were appeared like in a television these dragon people. The next mutation, but then they they made a version of her yeah. in in the live action movies. 
But this new one, Jenica, I think they call her Jenny. She mm-hmm. looks so cool. She She's in the, very cool. the comics. Yeah, I okay. want to read the TMNT comics because yeah, they're just so different. Uh, yeah, and I was telling Andrew about. Yeah, I was uh, gonna say, Jeff, this this announcement of this game might end up like being the catalyst for me doing a deep dive into Ninja Turtles into. lore because that because Jeff showed me the last Ronin. Yeah, have you guys heard of the last Ronin? Which looks fucking amazing. It's a comic book series. It takes place like way I in the future. It. You have it? Is it good? I. Yeah, I have uh, the first, uh, I have like two volumes of it. It's yeah. actually really interesting. Like you follow around one girl or one guy, and then like the one's a descendant of samurai, one's from like Korea, and they're traveling on this destroyed wasteland of like Asia. Are you still talking about Ninja Turtles? No, no, Last Ronin. Oh, no, uh, there's a there's a Ninja Turtles comic. <laughs> I was like, uh, there's a Ninja Turtles comic called The Last Ronin, uh, and Three of the four turtles are dead. So this last turtle, say, yeah. Which one is alive? Because I, he's got. I know who it is. Him. I don't want to say it for anyone who wants to read it because it's actually. Well, a, I think it's a big reveal. Don't dig too deep in those Google searches because I just figured it out. Yeah, uh, don't look too spoiled. far. Ahead. Uh, but like this turtle uses all the weapons of his brothers, and uh, apparently it's really oh, fucking cool. Uh, I'm pretty so. sure it gives it away in like the fourth picture over. Uh, yeah, we'll, it really we'll does. <laughs> I just happened to glance in there. <laughs> uh, Alright, let's stop talking about Ninja Turtles. I'm fucking excited for Ninja Turtles, but we oh, are now cool. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Sharks podcast. Let's, I'm, I'm on board. There's a reason the shark has a turtle shell. Yeah. Uh, because I like turtles. Um, okay. Let's talk about what we've been playing lately. Why don't we talk about uh, Willis's origin as a gamer? Oh, Jeff. fuck. I always forget to ask <laughs> the new guest questions. All right, Willis. Anytime we have a new guest on, we ask them three questions. Thank you for reminding me, Andrew. I even had a note down and I just ignored it. How many dead have you killed? <laughs> How many special infected T-Con, have you killed? I don't know if you know. And why is it less than Tikon? But you don't kill dead things. Oh, they're already um, dead. It's a Walking Dead joke. <laughs> we were talking about it earlier. All right, Willis. Also, this is the first podcast we've ever had five people, and I think it's showing. <laughs> uh, Willis, what is your first video game memory? I think my first video game memory is going over to my friend's house and watching him play Zombies Ate My Neighbors for uh, the SNES. <laughs> what? All right. It's I'm all about it. Top-down shooter where you shot zombies with like water guns and stuff and try to save your neighbors. All about it. I like that. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. What is your favorite video game of all time? Easy. Legend of Dragoon, hands down. You really, You have a Legend of Dragoon tattoo. I do, and I go back and play that game still. It's one of the few games I can go back to, play through, and just enjoy it every time. Uh, cool. Yeah, I've I've been meaning to go back and play it again. Is it? Do they ever have intentions of putting it on the PlayStation Store? Because I know was, you could. It was like, you could get it on PS3, and you could get it on the Vita, I think, or the yeah, PSP. the Vita as well. But like, I would love to replay that on my PS5. I, I think the last time I tried that. was like a ROM on my computer. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's there's been a lot of advances in the ROM for that game as well. They introduced a new game plus a hard mode. There's been so many mods to the the PC version people have been doing with it. 
dude, I feel like you and I are the only people in the world who know that a game exists. I've never met another human being who knows about that game in person. So sad. It really is. Um, all right. And our last question, who's your Super Smash Brothers main? <laughs> Funny enough, I picked him up as a joke when playing with you guys, and I loved him ever since. It's Kirby. Yeah, I do remember you liking to play Kirby quite a lot. Uh, it was just fun to fly around and just drop on people and mess with them. It was just yeah, it was chaos. Suck them up and, and drop them off at the bottom of the stage. Yeah, I recall. <laughs> uh, now Nick Fanaco has taken up the Kirby torch. He's a, he's a big Kirby player. He's pretty good. Nice. All right. Let's talk about what we've been playing lately. Um, Tikon, you haven't been in on a while, so you can go first. What games have you been playing lately? Anything new and interesting? Uh, well, so seeing as how I keep going through traumatic life events, I haven't gamed as much lately. Yeah. Um, but so I've been playing some Tarkov. I picked up Apex Legends again with my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, was playing that for a bit, and I actually just started playing uh, Ratchet and Clank on my PS5 because the new one's coming out this year. Nice. And There's that game is hilarious. I've never played one before, and I am absolutely loving it. Uh, so far, I think Zircon is my favorite character. It's <laughs> <Zircon is> great. <laughs> uh, uh, all his little like quips and stuff that he says are just hilarious. Mindy Zircon. Remind um, me, is that is that on the PS Plus collection or is that a um, a PS Plus game of the month? That was the uh, um, the, the collection. It's, I think it's in the collection, but it was also the, what are they, their PlayStation, the free game for everybody. Yeah. Even if you didn't have PS Plus. That is that was the game, that's what the that game for March? It or, might have been. Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. It was one of those because I, I saw it and I was I like, it. oh, you know what? I'm going to pick it up since the new one's coming out this year and uh, I've never played one. I really want to try it. And it's been amazing so far. Solid. Yeah, I, I want to play it before the new one comes out. I also need to play Horizon still, so my God, yeah, I got games to play. Horizon's amazing. Um, but other than that, I think that's all. Uh, played a couple games of League like a month ago. That's right, Tcon. Oh, uh, and Andrew's Andrew's head tilt like what? <laughs> yeah, uh, I have somebody that's trying to get me into. Yeah, I'm seeing a lady girl, lady friend that's she super into the League. Show. Hi, Jesse. League Thanks of Legends, listening. the way into the heart. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, I played a couple games with her. We just did bots. I didn't. I did okay, but it seems like because I only play this game like a couple times every like two years, the game is completely new, and I play again, so I have no idea what the hell is going on. <laughs> and it's like once I start to learn the game, is when I stop, <laughs> and I yeah, have to start a over lot to learn every single sure. time. But yeah, maybe uh, maybe this will finally be the uh, the time that I play. Well, you know, we're always here for you if you want to learn the ins and outs. We got you covered. All right. I appreciate that, buddy. Cool. So but that other is than that, you? yeah, other than that, that's, uh, that's pretty much been it. All right. Uh, Willis, what games have you been playing recently? Uh, ever since getting my PS5, I kind of been going game crazy. I managed to finally You've been going platinum crazy, right? I have uh, the Spider-Man remastered, Miles Morales, God of War, Maneater, Astro's Playroom. I managed to platinum all those games. 
in like three or four weeks. It's pretty Damn. crazy. Jeez, <laughs> it was I've quick. never platinum the game. So those ones are fairly easy to platinum though. So it's just more like a, a checklist. Like, okay, gotta do this, gotta do this. And then most recently, I managed to get back into Dark Cloud because it's actually on the uh, mm. one of the downloadable games. What is that? It's an old PS2 game by made by Level Five, and you basically go around rebuilding cities and diving into dungeons, fighting monsters. Hmm. But I think other than that, that's pretty much it right now. Besides fourteen, when I can. All right, all right. I'm looking forward to hearing about all of that in the near future. Derek, what have you been playing, buddy? I have been playing besides uh, our our uh, hat game. One mm-hmm. game and one game only. Is it Bravely Default 2? Oh, it's Loop Hero. I oh. just downloaded it. I've heard so much about Loop Hero. What is that? And I, I want to play it, but I don't want to play it on my PC. I am straight up addicted to it. I uh, Yeah, I downloaded it just before we started recording. What is it? It It is a roguelike, deck builder-like game <laughs> uh game life yes. <laughs> it it is th- th- this is the weirdest game i've ever played and sent the sense that 90 percent of the game you're not actually even playing the game you're playing like, as the game yeah I like it's such a weird concept but like the minute i saw footage of someone playing it like i i watched uh, a streamer play it like pre-release and I was like, I don't know why I want this, but I really want this game. So I download, like, I pre-bought it, and then as soon as it went live that Tuesday or whatever, I started playing it, and I was like, wow, this is awesome. So like, the the premise of the game is your your character is on a loop, and they just keep walking around the loop in, infinitely, and then monsters spawn on the loop, and Every time you get into a mon- hit a monster, your f- uh, character just fights the monster. You don't do anything. What you do is, as you get the, when you kill a monster, you're likely to get either gear for your character or cards. And the cards come from your your deck that you like build before you go into the loop. And the you use the cards to like give you bonuses or also place down places where like monsters can spawn and then so like the whole game is basically you're just like seeing what card okay all right uh like oh i'll put down a vampire place here so that like i'll get more gear from the vampire like i still haven't figured out there's definitely like a winning strategy or something in there and i haven't quite figured it out yet um because i'm like still learning i think the ins and out in the game uh, from what I've been reading, people have been able to like kind of figure it out pretty quickly. I guess I'm just not that good <laughs> at this game. Uh, um, but I've gotten I'm like on the like the second chapter or whatever, and I have so it works like a roguelike where like when you die, you go like back, and then but you have like a little village that you like upgrade, kind of like Tarkov. Like after you finish your game of Tarkov, you go back to your hideout, and like you might be able to upgrade little pieces of your hideout. Same thing, you. You upgrade your camp, and that gives you bonuses in the loop. It unlocks you new characters to play as, um, and it's it's quite a interesting loop of gameplay. Um, but I I've seen some criticism online about it, where it's like, but what 
is the gameplay and that's a really fair criticism because all you're doing is just clicking and dragging things on the screen like that's it's it's all a mind game and it seems like if it sounds like there's like once you figure out the right way to do it that's it like you just are done like you just do that every time and eventually you beat the game but i think that there becomes a like you have to get to that point first which is that's how roguelikes work right like once you figure out how to beat the game you just keep going on and beating the game um i'm not sure like it doesn't seem like there's like a end game to it like hades where you can then make it like infinitely harder for your or not infinite but like harder for yourself to beat the game uh it seems like there's kind of like a story and then eventually the story ends i don't, I don't know exactly but it's it's really I don't know if fun is the word. It's just uh, engaging. Addictive? I, I yeah. heard it's a game that you can... It's just like... I guess the best way that I would describe it is a filler game where you can play it while you're listening to a podcast or watching a video or a, or a show, right? It's, a, it's like... Yeah, yeah you don't have to pay attention to it outright and you can just enjoy it and relax, you know? I, I have been playing it while I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> like i just start it and then like as i'm doing stuff every so often i'll just like turn and check like what's going on um like you can set it up so like after every time you get like a loot it'll auto pause so you can go in and then like so you can literally just like leave it and come back and um once i feel like i'm at the point where like i'm pretty successful in like placing things and putting my gear in the right like choosing the right gear so that i can um kind of just leave it and let it do its thing for a while and then i can come through and then like update my gear play some new cards and then i can leave it for a little bit and that i don't i like that a lot uh yeah i don't know i keep i just keep playing it i just I downloaded it another loop <laughs> it, was, it was like 170 something megabytes yeah it's got a, it's got a cool i downloaded style. it in about three seconds yeah uh like... so every time i hop on here on thursdays when we record i get on like 5 30 5 40 and i always just like i wish i had something to do to kill the time for like everyone to be on online and ready to start recording and this sounds like the perfect game for that yeah, I, i've got a loop going right now no, that's, that's not true. <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised if you did uh yeah i'm, ne- I'm definitely gonna give it a shot it was only 15 bucks um and it sounds like that perfect game that i'm looking for for this like weird in between time before we start recording y- you will you will like the deck building aspect of it because it, you you can actually you can put some thought into like okay what what cards do i want in my deck and then all right what gear what character is going to go best with with this card cuz like the gear gives you stats and then like some stat some of the stats are like there's simple things just like defense or like health but then there's things like uh like health regen uh vampirism so your attacks gain health back um, the, I, I just unlocked the Necromancer, which I think is my favorite character, because uh, there's even less to do. <laughs> to do <laughs> Because you, the whole thing with the Necromancer is they just spawn skeletons. So if you build the Necromancer right, uh, it's just like very, the like, game becomes even more <laughs> easy. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I, I, like, it's, yeah, it's engaging. I, the, I like... Uh, I think my favorite part about it is like, uh, or not my favorite part, but like I like that 
you can quit at any time basically and that you get like a percentage of your resources back or uh if you like time you're quitting while you're at your village on the loop you gain all your resources so if you think like you get you're, you're getting back to the village and you're like you know what i don't think i'm gonna make it one more loop like i'll get out or if you're like me and you're like oh shit i activated the boss but i'm not ready to fight the boss you can just like pop out before you have to and get your upgrades it's yeah it's it's fun i think i think you guys will like it hmm. especially as like this filler game like oh league key was taking long let me just play loop hero <laughs> walking to lane in league of legends let me let me get a let loop, me loop hero. <laughs> <laughs> all right i can dig it uh, yeah, i'm looking forward to just seeing what it's all about Derek so talks played... about Assassin's Creed Valhalla for 20 minutes. Loop Hero. <laughs> Loop Hero. <laughs> uh, so you haven't played any Bravely Default? No, I ha- I did play a little bit more Bravely, Bravely Default, but not, okay. not enough to like add anything to what my art, my experience already. Gotcha. Uh, I guess I'll go next because I've only played a very couple. A very couple? Just mm-hmm. a couple things. Uh, very few things. Uh, one of those things is Bravely Default. I've played put like another 10 to 12 hours into bravely default 2 still loving it uh i think i just started chapter 2 i'm going really slow i'm doing a lot of side missions i'm playing with the job systems a lot uh so far there's like i don't remember if this happened in uh bravely default and bravely second but like there's some jobs that i've gotten and it's just like this job sucks i there's like <laughs> no use for me to switch to this job and learn any of the abilities or anything um so I'm hoping I get cooler and cooler ones. You see cutscenes of like big scary people in weird outfits. You're like, that's definitely a job, and I want to know what it does. And like, I can't wait to get my hands on that just based on how this guy looks. Um, What's your favorite job so far? So far, I like I have Adele as a monk, uh, and I've been liking that. And I did end up. I remember last week I was talking about uh, going down the white mage tree to get that ability where her auto attacks healer. I ended up doing that because the monk's abilities like use health a lot of the time so it's like a good offset it's pretty cool um i really liked the vanguard but i changed uh my seth was a vanguard and he mastered that and i changed him to a berserker recently uh and then the bard is pretty cool too um but like there's a couple like i have no interest in using the hunter because like i don't want my my uh my bravely default to become a pokemon game i've never liked (laughs) beast master jobs in any jrpg where like you have to go learn the abilities of all like the the enemies not a fan always hate that blue mage blue mage fuck that shit (laughs) um and then the thief is useless i ended up teaching uh adele an ability a passive ability where like she has a chance to steal something off of an auto attack which is cool i was like maybe i'll get some extra potions maybe i'll get lucky and get like an elixir once in a while i have literally never stolen anything with it so it has like a 50 <laughs> it has like a like a 35 or 40 percent chance to activate activate and every single time it's activated it's said couldn't steal anything so i'm like what the fuck is the point of this i've i've killed hundreds of enemies and have never stolen an item i don't get it so maybe, that's maybe it's more of like an end game thing maybe, maybe end game enemies maybe i don't know dude i'm not yeah. I, I think that plays back to that thing you brought up a long time ago jeff which is like the kind of superfluous super, super, super uh mechanics in jrpgs 
where things like steel and status effects and like are poison. seeming seemingly pointless most of the time. You yes. Know? So it's like using the poison move on a weak enemy is pointless. I can just auto attack him and kill him. But then bosses can't be affected by these things. So it's like, what yeah. is the point of them? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Bravely Default 2 does a really good job because the enemies, the basic enemies are can be a decent challenge sometimes. Um, and it's like the whole risk-reward system of braving and defaulting. Uh, so I think it does a pretty good job with that. But like, yeah, go back to like Final Fantasy VII. There's so many abilities that are so pointless to use. Yeah, just uh, like, and that's I mean, doesn't but affect the boss. But then it also skews in the other direction of Final Fantasy, where there's a lot of uh, systems that if you do like go uh, in depth in, then it breaks the game for you, right? Like I, yeah. when I would go and watch uh, other people play boss fights that I was stuck on, they have like lists of skills that I just never even encountered because I'm because apparently you had to do X, Y, and Z to get those skills, and I, as a layman, had absolutely no idea how to actually obtain them. And so, I think that's another another aspect where Bravely Default 2 succeeds because every time you get a job, you can see what skills you unlock at each level in that job. Mm. Uh, and then you can like see, oh, okay, I get this passive. Because you can equip any passive ability that you unlock from any job, no matter what job you have equipped. And then you have a primary job and a secondary job. And then you can use the abilities from those two jobs that you've unlocked with the caveat being you only get experience for your job whatever your primary job is you don't get experience for the secondary job yeah uh so it's like it presents everything for you to mix and match and break it it's not like you have to go off in final fantasy 7 and find some obscure materia that you're never going to run into like that's not something you have to ever worry about it's all there and you just get it over time so uh, yeah bravely the default 2 i think is like a super top-notch jrpg just a good overall experience um I finally went to go buy KOTOR on my Xbox. I found it on the Xbox store, bought it, 10 bucks, downloaded super quick. Great. This is awesome. You can't play this game on your Xbox Series X. Please try playing it on an Xbox One. Oh my God, really? <laughs> uh, I was just like, what the, <laughs> what the fuck? Face. Uh, I Don't you really... have an Xbox One? I do. So in this upcoming week, uh, my plan is to go dig out the Xbox One from my basement and hook it up to the TV so I can play KOTOR. Yeah, you got uh, it. Oh, hopefully that works. That- that's not true. You can't play it on Xbox One? I am playing it on my C- Series X currently. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do differently than me? Did you just download it off the store? Yeah. Eric's just better than you. And it just worked. It just worked. Okay, maybe I have to do a system update or something because it just yeah. said try playing this game on an Xbox One. I am currently playing it on my Series X. <laughs> okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look into that then. Yeah. Uh, I mean, on... however you figured out, absolute latest day for that is the end of April. Uh, I was I was super gung ho to to get Kotor going, and then yeah, just didn't happen. <laughs> so I I will look into that and see if that's, I can get that working. That's so funny. Uh, I, and then the... go ahead. I was gonna say now that I'm diving into it, I am I am happy about it. Okay. That. Cool. I, everyone speaks very, very highly of it. That's why we put it in the hat to begin with. I just beat it. Playing it on PC is not a great choice, I think. No, that is what Andrew said. <laughs> That's yeah. what I did. It was uh, it was weird, to say the least. Uh, and uh, the only other thing I want to talk about is uh, Pyra and Mithra. Mithra? Pyra and Mithra have been in Smash for a week. Mm-mm, see ya. Uh, 
<laughs> Andrew has left the call. I've been, I've been kicking his booty a lot. Uh, dude, this character is so goddamn fun. There's, it's the most fun I've had playing Smash in as long as I can remember. It is uh, the least fun I have had playing Smash in as long as I can remember. Uh, there's, there's so, so I, I play Mithra probably 98% of the time, and I very rarely use Pyra. Mithra, <laughs> I don't know. She's like a combination of between ground speed, initial dash, air speed. She's like, she's one of the fastest characters in the game, and she doesn't have a ton of kill moves. So you have to like rely on raw smash attacks, or there's like a very few setups you can do to get kills. But like, just her advantage state and her speed are incredible and so much fun. I'm, I didn't expect to love playing this character this much, but uh, I'm very thoroughly enjoying it. I think I enjoy playing them more than Sephiroth fantastic uh i loved having sephiroth in the game as a character and i don't give a shit about mithra and pyra as characters but the way they play it's so fun i love it so much so yeah that's it for me what about you andrew um well i have spent the entire week playing persona 5 strikers um at least that's what i would say except every single time i try and play that game i fall asleep <laughs> is that the game's fault or it's no just tired? it's okay. just a coincidence okay. <laughs> every time i've loaded up that game i play for 20 minutes and then just pass out oh that sucks so <laughs> my game says i'm like 11 hours in but that is <laughs> wrong <laughs> probably like five hours in gotcha however so you haven't really put any any serious uh, dent in no it? i have not really uh really scratched that yet um however i will say that one of the new characters introduced in this game is my favorite character in persona 5 as a whole is it sophia Sophie? no oh okay that that makes me excited then yeah he's, it's fucking great um however yesterday i did start playing assassin's creed 3 <gasps> derek oh man oh. all right um looking forward to that yeah it's uh I'm enjoying it so far, you know. It's this is a, it's the same Assassin's Creed experience up until this point. Um, yeah, I now will. It's gonna be different. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, every game, every game is a little different because every time they upgrade the technology, the character models just take a complete left turn and look almost nothing like they did in the previous game. So it's yeah. like it's so hard to to stay attached to those characters because they look so different. Like whatever they did to Rebecca in this game. Oh, oh my uh, god. Uh, and Desmond. Yeah, and Desmond. That's that too. Completely changed his face model entirely. <laughs> yeah. Um but from what I from what I've played so far, I just can't stop thinking that this game would be so much better if Desmond wasn't in it. <laughs> Assassin's Creed would be so much better if they stopped being Assassin's Creed games. <laughs> I mean, no, no, because I liked the Desmond story in the first, like, two or three games, but it's like, in this, they just shoehorn in this, like, you know, oh, December 21st, 2012 storyline at the end of the yeah. world, which I don't believe, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think that they had specifically mentioned that date up until 3. Yeah, and, I don't think they did. And it's in the opening of 3, so yep. now it's, like, supposed to be what the, the series has been building to. And it's like you're trying to do a finale for Desmond's story, but also an origin for not only Connor, but also Haytham. 
And so it's like those two things don't really match. I think it would have worked way better if Desmond's story and Ezio's story ended at the same time. Especially right, since right. like like what are they even doing with Connor like using the animus for Connor, right? They're looking for something. What was Ezio doing? Fucking looking for something. Just do like come on. It would have been it would have been better, I think. But it's fun to run around Colonial Boston. So I'm enjoying it. Right on. All right. Uh, we are at a point where we are going to take a break. And then when we come back, get ready, Willis, because you're going to try to convince us to play Final Fantasy 14. All right. We'll be back. Okay, we are back. And um, Willis is going to try to convince us to play Final Fantasy XIV. And I feel like this this requires a little bit of backstory before we get into it. So, for as long as I have been alive, I had had a declaration that I will never, ever, ever play an MMORPG. Because I know... Derek, stop eating jerky! Oh, hold on. <laughs> uh, because I... Run. A dick, uh, because I know my personality and I know it will consume me. So I've seen friends get really addicted to World of Warcraft, and it's the only thing they ever do. Uh, and I I know that that would be me, and I don't want that to be me. So I intentionally I have stated I will never play an MMORPG. Final Fantasy is arguably my favorite video game series of all time. So, when Final Fantasy XIV first released and was a piece of shit, I was like, okay, good. I don't have to worry about that. (laughs) (laughs) But every year since, everyone's like, this game's really good. This game's pretty incredible. This game is the best fucking Final Fantasy. So, it just, like, gets more and more to a point where I feel like I need to play it. And I still haven't pulled the trigger yet. And, like, I don't know. What did you say? Like, once a month, once every two months, Willis, you'll send me something. Either a trailer for a new update or, like, a breakdown of a class that you think I would like. And you're just like, or, like, a a promo deal. Oh, you can play for three months for free. Uh, And just, like, you're just, like, poking me with a stick. The Final Fantasy XIV stick. Uh, And I feel like this is... This is your moment. This is your moment in the light. Because I know I I have some interest in it. I know Andrew has some interest in it. And I know yeah. Tcon has some interest. And Derek has downloaded it. Derek tried it. That's true. So, I did download it. Yeah, I, I wanted to precursor this by saying that I have already been convinced to play it. It's just a matter of when I'm going to play it. So... This is the time to get us all on board. Why Why should I play Final Fantasy fourteen? And I guess us as a group, why should we play Final Fantasy fourteen? Um, and, like, if we do play, where should we play it? How do you get into it? I don't know. I don't know anything about MMORPGs except for that I don't play them. So this is your chance, Willis. Fair enough. Well, let me just say a little background that actually I am the same boat as you, Jeff. I would say I would never play mmorpg uh, like i didn't want to i played a little bit of wow never really got into it wasn't a big fan of the community and while i was overseas some buddies mentioned that the beta was coming out for the complete complete relaunch of the game back in 2013 when the first game crashed 
they completely scrapped half the team, brought in new new director, and was rebooting the entire game. And I've been playing it ever since 2013. It's been that addicting. You've been playing it nonstop for like eight years. Not nonstop, I would say, but I've been actively playing. Yeah, in and out. Wow. But it, it's that good. Like I said, it's it's one of the best stories in Final Fantasy, especially this last expansion, Shadowbringers, mm-hmm. is one of the best stories I've seen in Final Fantasy. So I guess one of my big questions is how can how can an MMO where it's like it's reliant on you playing with other people how can it have the best story? Because you, you you think MMOs, you don't think of like story-driven games. You think of like world and lore, but not necessarily narrative. Yeah, that's what makes this one different. It's a completely story-driven game. Like you can't even advance into the new areas of the expansion until you play the story. The story is directly tied into the content. So as you go through the story, you unlock new dungeons, new places, new characters that can be introduced in the story. It's all driven on story. So this is one of the games you can pick up, play casually at your own pace, play a couple of things here, play a dungeon here, log off and come back in a week. It's all your own pace and very story driven. Interesting. Yeah, because uh, I I don't know. I, I know you're worried about it, it taking up most of your time, but this mm-hmm. is one of the games where you want it. They actually encourage you to take it slow. There are uh, actual in-game items you can buy where you can jump to the high, next highest level or you can skip story, but they actively discourage it because they want you to play the story, enjoy it, and play with friends. That's one of the one things that the community is one of the best I've seen in online gaming. They're usually mm-hmm. very helpful, very supportive. If you find uh, what's this game's company is a, a guild, is our free companies. If you can join a free company, people are usually really supportive. They'll run things with you. Hmm. Okay. So like say we started playing. How long would it take for me to be able to do stuff with you considering you've been playing for 8 years and I've never touched it? Are you like such a high crazy level and you're doing all this crazy stuff that I'll never be able to play with you? No, no, not at all. Actually the best part is I can go back and actually play with you guys cuz a lot of the content I will sink down to whatever level you guys are at. Oh, so really? if we go back, yeah, if we go to a dungeon where you guys are at, we all there's actually a level cap in the dungeon. Say if like the starting level is 13, but you will get capped at 17. So everyone's locked at that 17th level. So you can't just power through it when you first start playing. They actually encourage you to learn mechanics. And one thing this game does on versus some other modes is that say a dungeon might take 10 minutes to clear. They'll give you 90 minutes to do it. You're actively encouraged to fail, try new mechanics, try different strategies. It's not meant to like, oh, I go in here and it's going to take a five-hour dungeon. If we wipe, we have to go all the way back to the beginning. That's not what this game is. Huh. Okay. And one of the incentives right now is like... User-friendly and more forgiving. Yeah, definitely more, I would say, casual-friendly. People who've never played MMOs before, it definitely works you up and teaches you the basics through the whole time and what to expect. Here's what a tank job is. Here's what a DPS is. Here's what a healer is. What do you okay. normally play as? I'm normally a DPS. I'm usually a melee DPS. I started off with Dragoon when the game first came out, and I actually picked up Samurai when the second expansion dropped, and I've been playing that one ever since. What other ones are there? I, uh, I know there's... nothing about the game. <laughs> yeah, there's actually a whole bunch. That's one of the perks about it is 
if you want to play one class, you get bored with it, and you want to try another one, you can play on the same character. You can literally just go pick up that job and start that job level one or whatever level it starts at. Some jobs that are locked behind expansion start at higher levels. Mm. So you don't lose progress with that job. So if you're like, oh, I don't want to play this anymore, I'm going to lose all this. You keep your level. So most players have every single job capped, and they can actively switch between it. So Willis, how, how long would you say that the the story takes to beat just the main story? Because I just looked it up on uh, how long to beat, and I don't think this is quite accurate because it says anywhere between 118 to 1,308 hours. <laughs> very they, they, a very small margin. <laughs> they they might be referring to the base storyline versus the end game storyline because it is continuing story. <laughs> <laughs> so if you just blaze through it, you can finish it pretty quick. And considering nowadays everyone gets level bonuses and experience bonuses, you can fly through the story, you know, skip cutscenes if you want, if you really want to plow through the story. But they actively say you should watch the cutscenes, experience the story, and take it at your own pace. That's why they give that gap. It's because some person might pick it up and play straight through it, just want to get to the max level right away. Other people want to pick it up every way once a week and play it. That's why, that's why why there's a huge gap in between. So is so, the story triggered by like completing a series of quests or is it more because that's I, I think like uh, I know that you that I think with like the trials and stuff you can level up a lot faster but it, like the last thing I would hate to do is is speed through the game but then miss out on story because I'm like leveling up too quickly. Yeah, there's a lot of instances right now with being because they're trying to encourage people to level up. You will sometimes out level certain things like, oh, I'm doing level 15 story, but I might be level 20. But a lot of the content will sink you down to that level. So you'll still get an experience, but you'll be playing at, like, say, level 15 of that, that certain dungeon, that certain boss. You'll be at level 15 for that fight, regardless of how high you are. They'll sink you down to that level so you can actually experience it. There is a mechanic which you'll lock later on called unsynced where you go within a party and you can be whatever level you want and just either like blaze through it. If you want to grind out certain items, they have that feature, but they really yeah. encourage you to play synced, learn the mechanics. Cause a lot of the mechanics come up later in, in future battles. So learning them early is a really good way to build up your, your knowledge of what to look for. So I could potentially level to what, I don't know, whatever end game, level is but i could still at my own pace kind of go back and and play the the story quests here and there to like get the full story if i wanted to within reason yes yeah, uh, there's a lot okay. of ways to level up the best way to level up actually is the main scenario quests that makes sense, they yeah. give the most experience so a lot of the time you'll be going through that and you'll gain a ton of experience versus if you go out and fight a bunch of mobs they won't give you that much mm. it's it's highly like you want to play the story to get the most levels out of it Cool. Okay. So let's say you've been playing for eight years and they keep mm -hmm. adding content. And like yes. Andrew said, there's a hundred, like how long to beat said a hundred to a thousand hours, like in your estimation, like how long would it take me? If I, if I didn't want to play with anyone, I just played single player and I wanted to experience the story. Like, how long do you think it would take me, like, going at a leisurely pace, not mainlining it, 
but also not like stopping and doing every single side quest type thing. How long would it take me to to play through this game to get the full Final Fantasy fourteen story? Experience? Are you talking about getting up to where we're at currently in the story? Yeah. I would say it's five months, maybe if you took a leisurely pace. Okay. But yeah, like I said, a lot of times like there's events going on. Like I said, every single expansion, they have a whole bunch of main story come out. And then mm-hmm. throughout the year, they'll leach more patches, more story, more bosses. So they're actively putting content ever out. And they just announced our next expansion coming out this fall. So we're still getting story up until that point. So we have no idea how our current story is going to tie you into it yet. We still have got another couple patches until that happens. So there's actively stuff added all the time. So and, it does the does the like the base game's narrative end or does is it one continuous uh story that has not yet been resolved? Uh there is a certain points where the story like okay, we wrapped up this saga, but the whole story is connected. Up so until it's this... so it's more like arcs. Yes, there's like, like, like an anime. Really yeah. cool. So essentially the first one you're going through and you're dealing with this uh, highly advanced nation called Garlemond and they're invading the main content. Your goal is to try to stop them from invading. And after the base game, most of their forces are pushed back. But then you deal with the first expansion where you go to a neighboring city state and help them fight against the dragons who've been invading them for years. But it's all the same characters. You'll constantly go back and forth between the other previous areas. So they all tie together, but there are many parts where you'd be like, okay, this story's done. I'm picking up the next set. What's leading up to this? And that's kind of cool what's going on the free trial right now is you can play through the entire base game and the entire first expansion completely free, no time limit. That is a That does sound like a pretty good deal, if I do say so. Like I said, you don't have to pay a penny for that time. It does restrict you on certain things you can do. Like you can't join a free company. You can't uh, actively sell stuff on the market board. Certain stuff that trial characters probably wouldn't, wouldn't, so they don't break the economy of the game. That makes sense. Okay. Um, So like, a lot of people say that Final Fantasy 14 is the greatest story in Final Fantasy. Why? What is why do you think it's such a good story? Like what is it doing that other Final Fantasies aren't doing that makes it so interesting? Well, I would say caveat that a lot of certain expansions did not have the best story. Mm-hmm. There are certain ones in certain orders like the first expansion had the great story and then the next one Stormblood kind of had an iffy story. It wasn't the best. Shadowbringers blew it out of the water, water like by far. I've heard a lot of really good things about Shadowbringers. The the character driven, the story, like the villain in Shadowbringers is so well developed. He reminds me of Arden from 15. Okay. Where he's 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 kind of got this menacing side to him, but he's also very intellectual. And you actually end up building a connection with him where you see where he's coming from and why he's doing this. And it's very motivating, like, oh, are we doing the right thing? When you start questioning, are we doing the right thing in the story by doing this? It it definitely draws you in more. Okay, uh, so, I put it up there with storytelling of like six, nine, ten, those Final Fantasies. Seven, seven definitely uh, is good. Uh, <laughs> oh no, you guys like seven? Yes. Um, Not me. <laughs> how much of the story, 
line is locked behind like raiding experiences. It just is it mainly just like boss fights that conclude mm. the story kind of thing. Uh, yes, what we have for most of the story endings are eight-person trial fights where you'll have two tanks, two healers, four DPS, and it's basically like a a easier version of these boss fights compared to some of the end game stuff. Like we'll have one boss fight for the story, and then a couple patches later they'll release the extreme version where you can get better weapons or gear. Okay. So it's very easy to get into, and most of the dungeons throughout the story are one tank, one healer, two DPS. And they have a system called Duty Finder. Well, they'll pair you up with people. Finder. <laughs> Duty Finder? <laughs> well, they'll pair you up with people also looking to get in that. So you're never sitting around like, oh, I need to have friends to play this. You can just queue up for a dungeon. Do some other stuff in the background until all the players in that area are, are queuing up for the same thing. All get ready, and then you go in together do that dungeon. So if we wanted to all hop into this and start playing it together from the beginning... And we wanted to go through most of the story and raid stuff together. Would we? Would it be best for us to divvy up and be like, okay, one of us is going to be a tank, one of us is going to be a healer, a healer, two of us are going to be DPSs. That's what I would recommend if you guys want to play together, because most of the dungeons are, I'll say, all the dungeons are one tank, one healer, two DPS. Okay, that is that is the, that is the set for uh, the every single dungeon in the game. There are additional content where they have like twenty four players. You'll have one tank, two healers, and six DPS. And you'll have three groups like that all going at once. Mm. And then you have oh, the okay. super hard content at the end of the game, which is where you get all this super awesome gear, the weapons, all your best gear for the class. That's two tanks, two healers, and four DPS. And that's one of the things that varies Final Fantasy XIV is you can play all these characters on one job, all, this, all these jobs on one character, mm-hmm. but they're very limited. Like, you can't be like, oh, I want to be a DPS, but I also want a tank. They have one set of skills. There's usually a best rotation for it. And it's all about you learning, okay, where can I fit this in? Can I do this rotation? What kind of stats do I want to put on it? So, so jobs are usually locked into, like, one role. It's not like, maybe, like, wow, where, like, a class could be a healer, a DPS, or a tank. It's more, it like, yes. that kind of thing. Yes, they are locked in, unfortunately. Okay. That, that's one thing they've been talking about for a while, but in order to have everyone play every single job and kind of do the balance, as this was, like I said, Square Enix was never really MO. They tried it out with Eleven. They mm-hmm. work in the balance with this one, but when Yoshida, the main director, took over, he wanted to set it up where people can go in, play, and be like, oh, okay, I have to worry about healing. Okay, I have to worry about tanking. Oh, I have to worry about DPSing. That's not saying healers, healers also do damage. Tanks also do a great deal of damage, but a healer will never out damage a DPS. Right, right. They're not built like that. I've I, I I played a pretty decent amount of WoW, and because I was because I played a paladin, I was always stuck as the oh oh you're a paladin why don't you be our healer or why don't you be our mm-hmm. tank when I really just wanted to be a DPS and that always kind of like it's like ah oh, I just yeah like I try to gear for DPS why do you keep making me your healer why do you keep making me your tank that kind of stuff. So I like I like that if I guess if I come into a queue as uh, a black mage or a white mage or whatever, and I'm a DPS or healer, they can't say, "Hey, can you just respec real quick so you can be our healer?" Like, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm a DPS, and that's it. I like that. That's what you're queuing for. That's what yeah. you're gonna get. That's what you're expected to do. Cool. 
Anyone else have any other questions or concerns they might have? So you mentioned uh, <laughs> party limits for dungeons. Is so gener generally what is this game of four person co op? If you wanted to play through the story with friends, uh, most of the time, yes, it's four person co op. Uh, there are certain instances like throughout the story, you'll just have to go in by yourself to a say instance battle, like kind of like a interactive cutscene almost, where oh here's what's going to go on: <laughs> defeat this boss. Okay, it's going to move on. These enemies are going to attack in this way. But otherwise, it's four people, and then when you get to the big trial fights, they're eight people. Nice. Yeah, because I was cool. gonna say it, it might it would have this would have been really really cool, and maybe a even bigger grab for for us if we could like play it with like five or six of us, right? You know, include mm -hmm. everybody. Hmm. Yeah, that's definitely something. Uh, it leads towards like later game content. Like I said, there's stuff where it's eight people, twenty four people. Uh, there's overworld content where you guys can just go play together, form a party of eight, and just fight uh, special instances called fates. They pop up, you either go be at the level or sink down to the level, and you fight certain monsters, or you fight a boss, or you defend an area, you gain experience that way, or an item. So there is some overworld content that helps out with that as well, but it is generally locked down to 4, 8, 24, stuff like that. How much do you pay a month to play this game? Um, I would say definitely the first setup, they actually have two setups. One is I have one character per server and a max of eight characters. That's about $12. Then there's one that's $16 that you can have as many characters on as many worlds as you want. So, hmm. and then like I said, if you play on PlayStation, you're not required to have PlayStation plus in order to play it. Interesting. And you play on PlayStation, right? Yes. And actually... It's crossplay. Okay. So, so I what, you're making like play. a Square Enix account or something, and that's how you're finding your friends? Yes, basically. Okay. You basically uh, you create well, a Square Enix account and you log in. I really only like playing these types of games on PC now. That's fine. It actually, you can play on PC. And then say if you want to play on PC, but you want to play a controller, you can do that. They have different settings where you can, even if I want to play. Yeah, if I want to play on keyboard and mouse on my PlayStation, they have that as well. Like I said, I play with people who are on PC, PS4, all across. What okay. is it like to play with a controller? Because like I, I'm, yeah, I'm very used to like hot bar style MMOs where like you're moving your mouse around. Like maybe you have macros, like obviously to, but like how do you do that with a controller? <laughs> with the controller, they're actually sets up as a, a hot bar. They give you it's eight buttons. And basically, if you hold down R1 or R2, you'll get a set of eight buttons to choose from. Then you hold down L2, you get another set of eight buttons to choose from. And of course, you can edit them so you can have additional bars throughout if you cycle through. Uh -huh. If you hold down both, you might get a whole new set of 16 buttons. It's very customizable when oh, it comes man. to controller and keyboard. They decided to set up how you want it. Though. <laughs> yeah. How is like targeting done? Uh, mostly targeting is either you can either just click X and it'll target the closest uh, enemy, or you can hold down R1 and cycle through everything that's currently aggroed. Okay. It, it, it is uh, a learning curve if you're not used to controller, but I grew up on controller, and I've never learned mouse and keyboard, so I did right, try right. it once, mouse and keyboard, and I was spinning in circles half the time trying to <laughs> target an enemy. Or... Okay. This, this reminds me, it's not at all related to what we're talking about, but um, Assassin's Creed 3 has the PlayStation controller uh, settings correct by default, so 
10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to the rest of the Assassin's Creed games you played? This is the first one where I didn't have to change any settings. But yeah, anyway, very, very customizable, very user-friendly. They allow you to mess with your like your screen. Like, I want my buttons to sit here. I want certain ones to activate this time. You can create macros even on the PlayStation. So it has every feature the PC does on the PlayStation. Hmm. It's like, I, it just seems like such a time investment. Like, how much time do you personally play this game? I honestly, right now, pick it up maybe twice, three times a week, play for a couple hours. There are downtimes and lull times where, hey, all, I did all the story content, but I don't feel like trying to do the hard stuff right now so I can take a little break, come back later. It's there. They don't make you grind out for anything you don't want. There is no like, oh, I have to grind out in order to get to the next story point. They don't usually have that. Gotcha. So like I said, I play like if I want to sit there and try to farm for a mount, I might play for four hours a night, but I might not come back until the weekend to start playing again. So, all right. Were you going to say something, Derek? I was going to say, if you're thinking along the lines of, like, can the four of us, as in, like, me, you, T-Con, and Andrew, like, play this game and play the story, and, like, in a decent amount of time, we are going to be playing this game until the next Final Fantasy MMO comes out. Because, like, (laughs) if you think about how often we get the four of us get together to play the game, like, you are definitely... Go, I think that's something we should each take into consideration. Is if we're definitely going to be playing a decent amount of this game, uh, like solo and um, with other people besides the four of us. But like when we can play with the four of us, it'll obviously make a huge difference. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because you... that's that's the thing I was gonna say is like if we do play this, I think it would be fun to limit it to always play you know, together with the four of us, but that would probably, like you say, severely uh, stretch the amount of time it would take us to actually finish it. And by that point, you yeah. know, 16 will be out, you know, maybe the next, <laughs> next MMO expansion. or whatever, <laughs> 17. Yeah. And that's part of my big concern is like the time investment that would this would be and like how, how many games we're now playing because of the podcast like I know I'm playing way more games than I would have played before we had the podcast just so I can like talk about them and experience new things. Uh and then so, we have like the set lineups, you know, like the book club and Yeah, the, we even have games that we're supposed to play too. in our free time and I haven't fucking started the last one that has been out for what 3 4 months. When did we pull Kotor? What was the January, last one we played? A while ago. It was January we pulled yeah. Kotor. So Almost 2 months. Yeah. And I haven't even started it yet. Uh, so, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you want to play it? I guess... I would say the best thing right now is if you guys really want to download the free trial, because there is no time limit, get mm-hmm. into it, play a little bit, see how you feel. There are multiple classes to start with. And that's where you actually will start in different cities, depending on your job. But they all meet up by, like, level 15. Okay. So, a start of it, you kind of be playing a little bit separately. But once you get to the first dungeon, you can all come together and it all comes together at the same point. So I say pick it up, play for a little bit if you're really interested. Try out a couple of jobs. See how it feels. All right. Uh, so you don't need to like pick a job and stick to it? 
No, like, once I feel like in World of Warcraft, you you create a character and like you are that character, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's no changing them back. Yeah, or like no uh, chance. Uh, okay, you're locked on that job and that character for WoW, and you're locked on whatever crafting profession you want in WoW. But for 14, it's hey, I'm getting bored with tank. I'm gonna go pick up a DPS and play that for a little bit. Okay, I'm bored with DPS. I'm gonna go back to my tank where he was at that level, that gear, and play him again. So it gives you the free reign to go back and forth, play anything, try every single job. That is cool. I do like that where you're not locked into a decision that you uh, make early on. I will say you you all have to play to a certain point in the story. I think it's like there's a certain story point where it says, oh, now, now you can try other jobs, but it's not okay. far in. It's like I think gotcha. once a level 12 or level 15, it's like, okay, now you did this. Now you can go pick up any job you want. And you can even go in and play crafting. Just go start doing blacksmith or carpenter and just start crafting in your free time. And you're bored to sit there and make a craft macro and level up. So I feel like we spent this whole time asking you a lot of questions. And the, the idea of this <laughs> uh, is for you to convince us and me to play this game. So, Willis, why should I play Final Fantasy fourteen? The reason you should play Final Fantasy fourteen is because you know that you've played so many Final Fantasy. You're even playing Final Fantasy six now. I am playing Final Fantasy VI right Are now. Are you going to let the chance for one of the best storylines to slip through your fingers and say, oh, man, five years down the line, I missed out on this great chance. I missed out on the chance to experience this, and now I can't go back? It's like, now I'm way too far behind. All my That's friends how I already wait. feel. It's really not. So there's right. no better time than the present, Jeff. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. I guess that's true. You pick All it up right. now, try it out, but... You'll like I said, if you get to the point where it's like, man, the game's over now. It everyone's playing it, but it's like no one's playing it anymore. Oh, I missed out. You don't want to be that guy. All right, I'm gonna go through the panel uh, and engage the interest. Tcon, are you interested in playing Final Fantasy 14 after this? I am. I just I don't want to play alone. If I play alone, I'm gonna get. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I'm always here to go back and play with you guys too. Bored? No, I know. I'm just not saying I'll get <laughs> bored. It's just. I've tried WoW. I've tried Elder Scrolls Online. They That's why I think it's, you the, get bored. the story. The story draws you in, and the story keeps you going. It's like okay, I want to know what happens next. Okay, here's so, yeah, where we're going. If there's a good story, because I also find myself when I like play by myself with those things, I'm just like spam all the buttons to get through like the talking and stuff. Which normally, like, when I play Skyrim and stuff, I listen to every single thing. But with and those, I was just like. Uh, I'm not really interested. Not really. There interested. are voice really cutscenes in the game as well. Some certain um, cutscenes are evil are voiced. Yeah, no. Uh, if we if we played or at least play with Willis, I would be interested. I'm like searching all the jobs and stuff right now, seeing what I would be interested in. So I will. I will say there are certain jobs limited to certain expansions. Yeah, so, I'm seeing so, that. Uh, the two jobs that are locked behind, he- actually three jobs locked behind Heaven's Ward, are Dark Knight, basically a tank that uses darkness and magic to offset damage, Machinist, a gun-toting mechanic that uses drones and gadgets like flamethrowers, and Astrologian, <laughs> the healer who uses a star globe and cards to buff and heal the party. Those three you don't unlock until you actually get into Heaven's Ward, but. They're available level 30, so you kind of learn as you go. You don't get thrown into, oh, we're already level 50. I got to relearn all these right away. Mm-hmm. So, so there how are plenty do these of expansions work? Do you have to like buy each and every one, or is it you just like get to that point in the story and then bam, it's unlocked? 
there is currently an all-in-one bundle they have right now where you buy the base game and the last expansion and you get all the previous expansions included. How much is that? Um, I think they were going on sale for a while, but I would have to double check real quick on the, the Square Enix store. And that's not including the monthly fee that this game that has, That is right? not. A monthly okay. fee is a separate thing if you want to play month to month. You can yeah. buy a year's worth if you want, and it's cheaper. But Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers Collector's Edition, sixty doll hairs. Yeah, you don't want to buy the collector's edition unless you want all the extra in-game stuff. That's not required. Well, I'm, I tend to do that because I have problems. <laughs> he does. He does like to do stuff like that. I do like to get all the Final goodies. Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers Standard Edition, forty dollars. Uh, you're, right. gonna, you're, gonna, you're gonna be want to look for the complete edition. Complete edition, sixty dollars. Yes, that includes the base game, the current expansion, and all the and previous all, expansions. Yeah. So wait, the collector's edition is also sixty dollars. What's the difference? Uh the collector's edition is just sh- Shadowbringers by itself, but it comes with uh, in-game, in-game mount, okay. uh, some glamour stuff. Well, you can change the appearance of your gear. That's called glamour. So it'll give you a special gear that you can put on your character. Very this, this expansion was very Dark Knight themed, so you're gonna see a lot of like darker, edgier characters and darker, edgier gear. <laughs> Tcon's an edge lord. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I feel like not at all. But okay, Derek, what, do you want to play Final Fantasy fourteen? Oh, man, I mean, so I already downloaded it. And yeah, and that's the other thing is we don't it. have to pay money. So would Willis would we not have to pay the monthly subscription until we get past the base game? Yes. Yeah. It is wow. completely free until you finish that first expansion. Again, okay. you are limited on certain things you can do. Yeah, but, but so- otherwise you have the full story, all the classes of the game without paying a monthly fee until you reach that end of story level sixty area. What are your thoughts, Derek? Uh, that, see, my only hesitation is that I already have a game that I play like week, you know, a lot every week. Weekly. And it's Loop Hero. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> While and you're it's watching Destiny. a cutscene, you can play Loop Hero. It's what, Derek? And it's Destiny. Like I, like I never bring it up because I know you guys don't care. But where's my Eric, one podcast to convince you guys to play Destiny Wait. with me? I play Destiny. I know you do, T-Con. Why don't you ever ask me to play? That's why I don't really play, because I don't have anybody to play with. <laughs> Damn it, Derek. Just ask. I miss playing Destiny. <laughs> and I just bought the new expansion, and I played like a week. And then I stopped oh, because I was like, oh, man, I have no way to play with. <laughs> I Ever since it came out on Series X, I've been playing a lot more because I like that I can sit on the couch and play it. But uh, Can we, can we cross-play? I, no, I don't think cross- Well, I, can, I mean, you have it on PC. I do have it on PC. Yeah, I could just play it. On, I, like, I already own it on my PC. <laughs> Derek, is play. Destiny 2 free? Yes, it is free to wait, play. Wait, wait. We can't go from this being the Final <laughs> Fantasy XIV podcast to them just playing Destiny instead. He saw his opportunity. He jumped I can, in. I cannot allow that to happen. <laughs> We're not talking about Destiny right now. I'm looking on, I'm looking on Steam right now for Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Or do I have to download a, another thousandth launcher for it? 
Uh, it, there is a quick launcher that you download and it'll install all the updates. It will take some time, but it goes fairly easy in the background. All right, Square Enix store. I don't, I don't see the complete um, edition. Where was uh, it? Yeah, it's in there. Oh, just wait, complete edition. You don't, there you don't it need is. to buy anything yet. Dico. Yeah, you just, you can just go yeah. to the just Google uh, Final Fantasy fourteen and find the website. And there's a free trial button. It'll tell you step by step what to do. All right, Derek. So my my final thoughts are is I I would be I mean I feel like I can't say I'm not willing to play this game because I already downloaded it and started playing it and uh, definitely from from this conversation with Willis I I definitely am a lot more interested in continuing to play it. Um, so I I am like a a solid like yup. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Andrew, do you want to play Final Fantasy fourteen? I do. Um on top of it being allegedly the best Final Fantasy story, uh I've always said if I was going to play an MMO, it would be this. And I think somewhere deep inside me, uh you know, at some point don't look don't give me that look. <laughs> um Deep in my heart, I knew that I was like I already convinced myself like yes, I'm going to play this at some point. Like on my gaming bucket list, if I don't play this, then then I don't know. Um, but it was just a matter of when do I pull the trigger? And I thought that it would be after the arduous journey of playing all of the previous Final Fantasies up until that point. Uh, but it it's looking increasingly unlikely that like that's I'm never going to happen. That. Yeah. So I will, I will honestly say, if you're a Final Fantasy fan or you're never played any Final Fantasy, there are subtle tie-in like like oh that that scorpion boss from Seven that's in this game as one of the bosses throughout the game or just a I, random ad. While I was just looking stuff up, I did see something about the Golden Saucer. Yes, it is actually a Golden Saucer in the game Let's where you go. can play mini games. I mean, there's one where you can fight against your Jimbo and you're dodging falling bamboo, and he's just slashing them. You just gotta dodge them. Okay. There's tons of mini games, but yeah, yeah, it, it's whether you're a longtime fan of Final Fantasy or you've never played any, you can still enjoy it. I just I mean, created like, a free trial account. There's literally <laughs> a set of uh of harder raids, the eight man raids, where you fight against like Kefka, you fight against Omega, you fight against uh, X Death. So there's other tie-in games. Like there's an entire 24-man series based on the Crystal Towers from three, the Evilies from Tactics and Twelve, all the story tying into them. There's even a near near automata raid in the game right now. Wow. Where two B comes in and you're playing in that area against the machines. That sounds Jeez. really cool. So this is like JRPG Fortnite. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> they do have a lot. We have a, a tie-in with Monster Hunter a while back where you get the Rathalos as a mount. That's pretty cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to play it. I, I think uh, I'm looking for this to replace League of Legends in my repertoire. Not a um, bad idea. I'll just say our, commu- our community is a little nicer. Are you trying to get me to play? No. <laughs> so you were trying to play. I think I am interested in playing Final Fantasy XIV with the stipulation that we played together. That Yeah, that was the other thing. So my thoughts are we either So first we have to beat Left 4 Dead. <laughs> beat Left 4 Dead, beat all the Halo games. I was just saying <laughs> um, Halo. 
I think so, it would be something that we have been trying to do with Left 4 Dead, where we set a day of the week and say, this is our Final Fantasy XIV day, and that's when we play it. Kind of like how Tilo plays WoW on Sundays, and that's why he can't jungle for our Clash team. Yes. So, like, I don't know if we wanted to commit, like, a certain weeknight to like, I will... try and playing Final Fantasy fourteen, or if we want to just, like, play for an hour or two every week after the podcast, because we're already all here. Uh, I'll even, I'll even yeah, then, the I mean, a little bit. Okay. So the next expansion is going to be dropping this fall. We don't have a definite date yet. Mm-hmm. Once that drops, there's going to be a new complete edition where you can buy the entire set. So you won't even have to buy like, oh, if you buy the game now, you'll have to buy the next expansion. So the so complete you, edition just gets updated every time. Every time a new expansion drops. You guys have until the fall to get through the main store before you even buy the complete edition. Yeah, so at this rate, at this point, it's probably worth it for us to wait until that update yeah, and so then get the complete edition. Here's what I was going to say then. Um, so that we have until the fall then to beat Left 4 Dead and all the Halo campaigns. And then <laughs> play Final Fantasy And then 14. play Final Fantasy XIV. And this next expansion, we're going to the moon. <laughs> like in 4? Yes. It's actually like Wait, a more... So should I not continue making this <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, no. You definitely can because, like, we we do oh, yeah, plan def- on playing it, and it's, definitely it's set an it up unlimited trial. It. Yeah, definitely set up and download it right now. If you're not going to play today, just because there's a lot of patches to download, a lot of updates to download. So I'd say just download it now, set up your account, and then whenever you guys feel like playing, just pick it up. Okay. Incorrect. Are we doing this? this? Are we? I are we say play. I say yay. Yay, <laughs> Derek! Yay, but but <laughs> if there's ever uh, a free, uh, if there's ever a a free raid in Destiny, you guys have to do it with me. Okay. D- All right, deal. Eric, I have the game. I will play. <laughs> He's chomping at the bit to play with you. But I need, I need to, I need to convince these two, and then Adam and uh, Jose. Jose. That makes six of us. Because this, oh, the- I will only play Destiny if I get to be a warlock. Are there six you can be whatever you want. I mean, you're wrong if you're not a hunter, but like whatever. Oh, all right, all right, Chico, all right, we're fuck not you. Yeah, I'm not playing anymore. <laughs> Man, <laughs> is gone. Question: Are there Molotovs in Destiny? <laughs> no, you can't right, hurt each other. Allowed. Yeah, you can't hurt each other. So it's all right, right Chico, you're you're permitted. Right. But yes, right. I am. Derek's I am ready. Worse than I am. I'm ready to down. You made me who I am. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is bullshit. It's all on you. <laughs> all right. So yeah. we're going to play Final Fantasy 14. We're going to play Destiny. We're going to finish Left 4 Dead. We're going to play Halo. We've got fucking video games to play. We and need to Overwatch set up Overwatch 2, baby. When that eventually comes out. Sure. We we need to fucking pick a night that is like online games with friends night and fucking do it. Because otherwise, none of this is going to happen. <laughs> so we, we, we will decide that sometime in the near future. Now, now that uh, it's confirmed that Tcon's computer isn't exploded, I guess we're, we're good we're to go. Clear. <laughs> Just out of curiosity. Oh, do not jinx me. <laughs> what what kind of jobs are you guys interested, Tcon, Andrew, and uh, Derek? Uh, I didn't look into it at all, but I usually like playing some kind of tank. Um, good. I hate tanks. The, the starting Dark tank. Knight seemed kind of interesting. Black Mage seemed kind of interesting. So the, uh, the starting jobs are for t- tanks. We have Warrior, 
which is a big axe, a lot of damage. Uh, then there's Paladin, Sword and Shield, healing, mitig some mitigation, some light. For healer, there's one initially to start with. It's White Mage. Well, as in the caveat there. <laughs> and once you get up to a certain point with another job, it unlocks Scholar, which is another healer. But there's also uh, two melee to start, Dragoon and Monk. I was very interested in Dragoon. And then another one unlocks later on called Ninja. And then there's two casters. There is uh, Summoner and Black Mage. As well as a, another range job, Bard, which starts off as Archer. Bard is another one that I'm interested in. I feel oh, like none of us are going to want to be a healer. Yeah, no. I, I, because I am the only one that has MMO healing experience, I will be our healer. You'll be our white you mage. You are yeah. a gentleman. But oh, only so, because it means I can let you die on purpose. Yeah, so that's a caveat. That, yes. So he so, controls your fate. I wanna I think I wanna what did you what were you thinking, Tikon? Uh either I mean the the Dark Knight sounded kinda cool. The didn't the Black wanna mage. say we can't play Dark Knight until we get like a certain amount in though. Yeah, yeah so I, you, I guess you can start you either, can start off with a tank. And Either then like lock, uh, a Paladin, uh, a Black Mage. <laughs> <laughs> did, really... did you see his face when I said that? Paladin. <laughs> did you really just fucking say Paladin? It was a joke, Jesus. Oh. Yes. Uh, All right, Nvidia. Uh, a Paladin, a Ninja, or like a Black Mage. All right, I'm gonna be a Bard because fucking shooting arrows and casting supportive spells sounds right up my alley. That's also another note. Not none of these jobs start off with that name. They start off with another name. Like for dragoon, it's lancer. For hmm. black mage, it's thaumaturge. And once you get to level thirty, you can get to pick up the job quests, and they unlock all the additional skills as you level up. Ah, so, I, so I would say look into it. Make sure because you're gonna look at the starting menu and go, "What the fuck is a thauma? What what's a conjurer?" Yeah. Okay, I see right here. Prerequisite class. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, it's the same job. You basically level up at the same time as your job. It's just when you put the job stone on, you get all those additional kind of iconic skills. Gotcha. gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, Willis, congratulations. You have successfully convinced us to play Final <laughs> Fantasy fourteen. We're going to do it. Obviously, I'll give you updates as we play. I don't know when we're going to start, but sometime in hopefully the near future, we will start playing Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> Awesome. Like I said, it's and for, you'll have for to me, join us <laughs> easily. Just what you mean is incorrect. <laughs> like I said, as a person who never wanted to pay more than one time for a game, mm -hmm. paying for it for the last eight years and meeting, like I said, I've met friends online that we went to Vegas for an event and met up with there. Hmm. It is a very strong community and a very worthwhile investment, I would say. It will still that. be less money than I've spent on League of Legends. There you go. <laughs> very true. All right. Well, there's only one thing to do here, and it's some fucking Final Fantasy trivia. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so let's go. Derek and Tikon both have terrible knowledge of Final Fantasy. Andrew's got I'm, pretty decent. I'm expecting Willis to fucking run away with this clean sweep. I'm kind of sketchy, so I don't know 100%. Uh, <laughs> okay. So 
Willis, this is an honor system. I don't, I'm sure you're familiar with the way it works. Basically, I'm going to ask a question. I'm going to give everyone a little bit of time to think about it. And then I'm going to call on you one at a time. You're going to give an answer. Don't change what your answer would have been if you think that you heard the right answer and it's not what you were going to say. Honor system. Um, and here we go. Question number I one. I have none. <laughs> question number one. Which Final Fantasy was the first one to include voice acting? Which Final Fantasy was the first game to have voice acting in the series? I don't... Mainline. I don't know if there's any other weird side games that did it first, but specifically Mainline, which one was the first one to have voice acting? T-Con? Five. Derek? Ten. Andrew? Ten. Willis? It is Final Fantasy Ten. It is Final Fantasy Ten. Uh, Tcon Five was on the Super Nintendo. Dude, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Question number two: What was the first Final Fantasy game to be released on an Xbox? So up until obviously there were the ones that were on Nintendo, then there were the ones that were on PlayStation. What was the first one? that released on an Xbox along with a PlayStation at the same time. Simultaneous worldwide release. Tcon, you're going to probably go first on all of these. <laughs> this is not fair. You cannot pick me to go first on all of them. I always That's pick the person that I works. think is... Uh, the way it works, sir... Um, don't fucking tell me how my podcast works. <laughs> the way it works is I call on the person who I think is least likely to get it right. Well, you said Derek is well, up there too, so at least I mean, alternate... One of us remembered the gamer questions. <laughs> Tcon, what was the first Final Fantasy game to be released on an Xbox? Eleven. Derek? Thirteen. Andrew? Fifteen. Willis? I believe it was thirteen. It is Final Fantasy thirteen. <clears throat> One Point of the worst for in the series. Point for Willis. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think the, the paradigm battle system was kind of interesting, mm -hmm. but like we, you literally just walked in a straight line and that had some kingdom ass bullshit. Kingdom Hearts ass bullshit story. And the characters were awful. They were all one note, no development. Yeah, that was a pretty rough game. I never beat it, but I was excited to play it on my Xbox 360 because I didn't have a PS3. <laughs> Agreed. Question number three. What is the first Final Fantasy game to have a female as the main character? What was the first Final Fantasy game to have a female as the main character? Here you go, Tcon. This one's for you. Derek, you're going to go first. Uh, I'm going to say... Also, bonus point if you can tell me the character. Twelve. <laughs> okay. Tcon? Nine. Andrew? Six, Terra. Willis? Six, Terra. That is true. That's Final Damn, Fantasy I, you six. You know, I was actually thinking six at first, too. But. So Willis and Andrew both get it right and a bonus point. All right, Derek, here you go. Question number four. Who is the main character of Final Fantasy twelve? Hint, <laughs> it's not a girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Who is the main character of Final Fantasy XII? Released <laughs> on the PS2. T-Con, you're going to go first here, bud. Wait, you said Derek. I, well, Derek's his, his answer to the last one was 12, and it wasn't right. Ah, uh, got you. Uh, 
I know only characters from Seven, so his name is Roger. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good guess, Derek. Thank you. Zodiac. <laughs> <laughs> that was gonna be my guess, honestly, <laughs> for a second. But no, I thought of it. Andrew. Uh, Zidane. Willis. Van. His name is Van. What? I always pronounced it Vaughn. Zidane, Zidane is from Nine. nine. Uh, it's V A A N. I always pronounced it Vaughn. Vaughn like, Van. Like yeah, but all right. Point for Willis. Yeah, mine wasn't weird enough. All right. This is one that I don't. I'm. I don't think the three of you idiots are gonna get it. But I'm curious to see if Willis will know the answer to this. <laughs> this will be the one I get. There is a PS1 game made by Square that takes place in the world of Evilus, which is from Final Fantasy XII and Final Fantasy Tactics, but it's not a Final Fantasy game. What is the name of that game? So it's a PS1 game that takes place in a reoccurring Final Fantasy world, but it's not a Final Fantasy game. What is that game? T-Con... Soul Caliber. Derek? Tactics Ogre. Andrew? Uh, fuck. I want to say it's... um. Oh, I had a name, and then it just wiped for me. Um, fuck, what's that? I don't know. It's... Uh, <laughs> I can't. I just my mind is blank right now. I'm not even like forming thoughts. Fuck, I don't. Uh, uh, Panzer Dragoon. Willis, I think I know because you actually had the game. We went over this. Isn't it Vagrant Story? It is Vagrant uh, yeah, Story. Vagrant you had that game. I remember you talking was, about it. Yeah, I had that game and I played like an hour and was like, I have no idea what the fuck is going on in this game. We talked for like an hour about it one day. We're like, what is this game? We're like, I think it's Final Fantasy-esque. But... Yeah, I did own that game. Good memory. Uh, Vagrant oh. Story. Good job, Willis. So yeah, I that takes place in Evilus. I, I, I remember that because it's Square Enix and we talked about it and I was like, what's the only game that I know about that's not Final Fantasy? That might be it. Good shit. Uh, Tiebreaker question for fun. When was Vagrant Story released? If anyone just wants to shout out a random number. You don't need to get this, Willis. You already won. You won by... You had six (laughs) to Andrew's three to Derek's two to Tcon's zero. Thank you. Uh, So congratulations, Willis. But I always have a tiebreaker prepared. And then at the end, I just ask it for funsies. 92. The PS1 game. 98. (laughs) When was Vagrant Story released? Uh, I was yeah. just looking at the Wikipedia page, and I didn't even look at the I date. stand by it, Jeff. 92. Uh, 97. <laughs> I want to say, say 95. In the year 2000. Oh, wow. We were way off. Yeah, it was, oh, that's uh, close. That was only two Feb- years. February 10th, 2000. So. That's the same year that 10 came out, so it's kind of weird that there's such a big gap in it. I thought 10 was in 2001. Is it? Oh, I might be off on that F-F-X. one. So what you're saying is that... Uh, oh wait, no, because tech... yeah, two thousand one for ten. Never mind. Okay, but yeah, so it's for a one year time gap. That's a lot of graphical change. Yeah, I was gonna say that would mean that twelve takes place in the Vagrant Score universe. No, but sir. tactics exists. Yes. Um. All right. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Game Sharks podcast. Thank you so much for coming on and joining us, Willis. It was a blast having you, bud. No Miss problem. You, buddy. It was fun, and thank you guys for at least giving it a try. And hope you guys get some good. 
good response to the game. Yeah, well, I'm definitely going to send you many updates as we go along, and hopefully you hop in there and play along with us at some point. Uh, I will say that definitely check out, if you're going to join a data center, try to join Primal. That's the data center I'm on. doesn't matter okay. which world. We can all play together on the same data center. Okay, Primal. One of Primal. you remember that. Primal. Uh, you can find us on Instagram <laughs> at Game Sharks Podcast. You can find our website, uh, thegamesharks.com, where you can read our reviews of recently released games as we finish them. And you can email us at gamesharkspodcast at yahoo.com. Send us any questions that you have. Send us any trivia that you want me to ask the boys. Uh, thank you very much for listening. And with that, we are Finn. Primal. <laughs> Project Hit Wiretap.